Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us again. We are recording this in June of 2020, and welcome to episode two, Number Talks. We decided to start with Number Talks because first, we've already discussed them in episode zero as part of our origin story. Yep. We figured it would be the best way to get started with our podcasts, and we know that Number Talks are so important in our own classrooms that... We will revisit this topic again and again and again. (laughs) Absolutely. Laura, would you like to give us a little history of Number Talks? Sure. Back in the 1990s, Ruth Parker and Kathy Humphreys created this idea of Number Talks, which I didn't even find out about until 2012, which makes me uh, annoyed at myself. However... Once you know better, you do better. So we do better. In 2012, I was at the Mickelson Exxon Mobile Teachers Academy and they handed us some books. And one of the books was Sherry Parrish's Number Talks book. And I was like, what is this? That led me down the path to find out more about Kathy Humphreys and Ruth Parker. And they published a book in 2015 called Making Number Talks Matter. Okay, and we decided to share their definition which is on page Page five five. Mm -hmm. um, of Of, chapter one. Of what a number talk is. What a number talk is. They say, a number talk is a brief daily practice where students mentally solve computation problems and talk about their strategies as a way to dramatically transform teaching and learning in their mathematics classroom. I know that in a lot of classrooms, people are talking about discourse and having kids talk about the math. This is a specific number sense routine called a number talk. So somebody might say, oh, we have math talks. Well, that may just be a different number sense routine, which we can talk about in our future episodes. Right. Laura, why don't you tell us why we should use these in our classroom? There are many reasons. However, we came up with our top three, I'd say. Mm -hmm. One is to build the, the student's number sense. There is no common definition of number sense, believe it or not. However, if you think about, if we talk about, oh, you're literate, well, we want kids to be numerate. We want them to be accurate, flexible, and efficient with numbers, right? Mm -hmm. So another reason why we have number talks, we use number talks in our classroom, is to build community in the classroom. I think it's really important that kids have a safe space where they can discuss their ideas and share those ideas and strategies with each other because we don't all think the same and that's how we learn right by sharing our ideas and opinions with each other and the third reason i would say is to build that mathematical discourse where students learn how to use their words to communicate their mathematical thoughts it's so important so important so let's talk about what it actually looks like in our classrooms because you and i are in the elementary world 
And we've heard lots of people say, oh, we can't do this in middle or high school. Yes, you can. Right. I have facilitated number talks in a third grade classroom and in a fifth grade classroom, my own classrooms. And I've done K through five. And they they do look different in K through two classrooms than they do in three through five. The content. Right. But the routines are the same. Correct. I think the most important thing to remember as a teacher when you are facilitating a number talk is that is just that is that you are the facilitator you are there to record the thinking of the students you want to see what they can do and what they can bring to the problem right what strategies do the students have the first thing i do is i gather all the students to the carpet and yes even fifth graders will come to a a meeting area sit on the floor and and discuss a mathematical problem. So what have what do we do with the 6th through 12th graders? They come to the carpet too. So what if a teacher is like, I'm not putting a carpet in my 12th grade calculus class? It is a teacher choice. However, I think that you would really lose the magic of a number talk if you don't gather them together in that in that area. Another important reason why you should take them away from their desks is that number talks are supposed to be done mentally. And if they are at their desks, it really... They have access to paper, pencil. Right, and they want to pull those things out. Instead of really using the mental math aspect of, uh, of these number talks. So even if you don't have a carpet, maybe if you have a dedicated area, a dedicated space on the floor, which is challenging for all teachers because we only have limited space right and who knows what that's going to look like we don't (laughs) in our 2020 covid classrooms um you know i am am, back yeah schools i'm definitely discussing what it looked like pre-covid but things will have to will have to be flexible i was actually doing number talks remotely through the computer during our live meets so you need to have the kids synchronous right not asynchronous this can't be like a recorded thing because we need their participation so we can hear their thoughts but the first time i said we're going to do a number talk the next day i hadn't planned one and one of my students said are we going to do another number talk i was like absolutely it is really something that they look forward to once you start creating that habit in the classroom let's just go back though what it actually looks like so yes I, i i do bring them to the carpet i write an expression on the on the board horizontally horizontally and that's on purpose it is on purpose and then i allow the students some think time which is very important in number talks the teacher has to provide students with the opportunity to think and you have to become a master at wait time as a teacher so we talk about hand symbols that the kids do yes i say It's number talk time and the kids make a fist and they put it over their heart. That's the signal right at the beginning. Okay, my mind is set now to do a number talk. I write the expression horizontally and I sit there and look around and I wait and I wait and I wait. And as the first students solve the problem, they put up one finger and I tell them, obviously at the very beginning, you have to go through this routine with them. We're just just assuming you all know what we're talking about at this point. If they still have time and I have not called on another student, 
I say try to think of another strategy. And once you've figured out another way to solve the problem, put up a second finger. So I find out how many kids actually have multiple strategies, but also I can see right away who isn't thinking of a strategy. You know, maybe their mind is, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. I I have nowhere to start, right? And I always tell the kids, this is a silent conversation between you and me. So they all have to be facing me. They they can't be facing each other. Students will share their answers. The teacher only records what they say. And that includes if they're making mistakes. And the beauty is when a student shares their answer, another signal we teach them is actually the sign in sign language for the same as, and we tell them, we're gonna use this for, I agree with you. Like, I think the same as you. Mm -hmm. So if a student says a correct answer and some kids are giving that sign, and then the next student says another answer and it's incorrect, some kids still might agree with them. Yep, but that's where the beauty lies in number talks. Absolutely. Because then you have answers, you have strategies, you have math up on the board that you can discuss. And you want the kids to to catch themselves and each other in those, in, in how they were thinking and how to change their thinking. Once I call on a student and I record what they say, and if they say add a zero, ooh, baby, we get to have a whole discussion about that. Isn't that one of the, <laughs> yep, your yep. favorite things to yep. talk about too? Another beauty about when students are presenting their thoughts, some of the students that maybe got their answer wrong they'll just raise their hand or they'll say i want to revise my answer and i'm like no problem and i just cross it off or or whatever yes it's so important that students know that revision isn't something that only happens in writing and being self-contained i love that i can bring different things into the classroom from all subjects One thing that I've learned, and this is learning through math, Mm -hmm. one thing that I've learned about number talks is you want students to be mathematically efficient, flexible, and accurate. There's a great definition in Sherry Parrish's book, which is on page five. Go ahead and tell us those definitions. Accuracy denotes the ability to produce an accurate answer. Of course we want them to get it right. Of course. (laughs) Efficiency refers to the ability to choose an appropriate expedient strategy for a specific computation problem. Now that is a great point that we need to make that what's efficient to me is not necessarily efficient to you because if you don't understand what I'm talking about, that's not efficient at all. Right, and that's something that I share with the students right away just because we don't wanna look at efficiency as the least number of steps we want efficiency to be what makes sense. Right, what makes sense to them. Absolutely, and I, I'm gonna tell you that at the beginning of all of this, when I was doing number talks, I thought the goal was the students have to think like me. Of course. Right, but as I've grown, I'm like, okay, they can't get there because they don't have all the experiences that I have. Right. Flexibility means the ability to use number relationships with ease in computation, which is another great strategy to have in math is to be flexible. In reading, we want our students to be reading accurately. Of course, we want them to say the right words when they're reading. Right. In fifth grade, one standard is to quote accurately from the text. Flexibility looks like when I start a book, I might think something's going to happen. 
But then as I read and get more information, I'm going to change my ideas and my theories around what has happened in the book. And efficiency, I'll let you kind of talk about efficiency. I came across Jim Quick's Super Reader course. I took it, I did it. And one thing that I found out is that most of us are still reading like seven-year-olds, like when we were taught how to read. We are saying word by word by word in our head. We're vocal, we're sub-vocalizing what we're doing. And we have to get ourselves out of that to become more efficient readers. One time, and this was many years ago because I remember Christian, my son, was younger. My mom and Christian and I were driving down to a mall and we had some time to kill. And I said something about a subtraction problem. And this was probably when maybe a few years after I knew about Number Talks. And I asked the two of them, as well as myself, to solve it. So I gave all of us some think time in the car and I said, what's your answer? And my mom said, and Christian said he got the same answer. I said, I, I got the same answer too. So I said, mom, how did you solve the problem? And she told me one way. Christian said, I solved it differently. And he told us his way. And then I said, well, this is how I solved it. And we all solved it a different way, but we all came up with the same answer, which is the testament to the power of number talks. Yes. In our show notes, we are going to put the two books that we've been referencing, Making Number Talks Matter by Kathy Humphreys and Ruth Parker and Number Talks by Sherry Parrish. There are other number talk books specifically, but these are the two that, that we have turned to many, many times. Listeners, we have a challenge for you. In our show notes, we are going to put a three-minute YouTube video of Ruth Parker and Kathy Humphreys talking about Number Talks. Whether you've done Number Talks or have not, I challenge you to watch that three-minute video. Then we have another challenge. Kind of a Twitter challenge, isn't it, it? It is. It is. If you've done Number Talks, we want you to share your experience. We want to bring you along this journey with us. Feel free to share a picture, a story. Right, anything. And tag us at Laura and Karina. Should we tell them why we couldn't pick at Learning Through Math on Twitter? I think we should. There were too many characters. So now you have to tag us at Laura and Karina. If you've never done a number talk, try it out and share what happened when you did. Even if you do it with an adult. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.